Uncensored. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. Uncensored. Ah, there it is, episode seven. Eight. Eight. Nine. 10, 11, 12. What is it? Eight, right? It's eight. Eight of the BS Uncensored. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. That is me. There's Nelson. Hello, hello. Uh, we appreciate you listening and follow on social media. Listen to the BS at the Bailey Show on the YouTube, where we put the full length video. If for whatever reason you want to see our smiling faces talk, then you can do that on our YouTube channel. It's weird what people like and don't like and like and don't <laughs> like. Who knows? Um, want to start out this podcast uh, in uh, saying how sorry I know we all are, but uh, Nate lost a tiger. Oh my yes. God, yes. The other day. And so this, you know, he lost Pharaoh, what, about a year? A couple years ago. I was going to say two years at this point, isn't it? it it's been two, more than that. Two years? I remember it's been more than two years since Mm -hmm. Pharaoh died. Yeah. And that was and that was tough. Yeah, because I lost Allie in between. So he lost Pharaoh. And that was horrible because he was out of town. And his dad, God, I felt so bad for Mark. He he uh his dad was 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 dog sitting. Dog sitting, yep. And, you know, and no fault of of no one. But I mean, you still, I mean, especially that man, he's just so sweet. He just felt horrible that you know, it was his watch. Uh, so and and Pharaoh came with Nate when he got into the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and Ty- Tiger came with Alexis, right? Yeah, and so and you know and I knew Nate before he and Alexis met. You know, so I I was there for the Pharaoh days. And I mean, then, Pharaoh's been around it was two thousand nine or whatever, right? Two thousand ten. He had Pharaoh, and, and so uh, then Tiger. You know, I mean, they're in Mexico. Obviously, most of you know that living in, in Mexico, and then Tiger. Uh, just, I mean, old age, it just happens. Yep. Congestive heart failure. I don't know what it was. He having breathing problems. He had problems breathing. Right. You know, in the middle of the night, you got to go. Um, at least, you know, they, they were able to take him into an emergency room, which is which is great, you know, mm-hmm. that because that's the worst thing in the world where there's nothing you can do and just watch your dog die. Right. It is horrible. So thank God they got to do that. But, man, my, my heart goes out to him. I've been through it. Every A lot of you have been through it. You know, those dogs meant the world to them. You know, and I couldn't think, and I don't know if it was if it was Tubby or if it was Pharaoh. Uh, I'm assuming it was Pharaoh because I think this was before those two met. And Nate would, back in Orlando, come over to my house, you know, my condo, and he'd like walk my, he'd walk alley for him, walk mm-hmm. my dog. But he was coming over for something else. And he used to drive this beat up beige, I think Volvo. Yes. And he was just coming up for a second. So don't think that, you know, he was doing bad things to his dog because he's the last person in the world to do that. But and he had left. I want to say maybe it was after he and Alexis met. Possibly he had Tubby. I, I want to say it was Tubby. But anyway, it was one of the dogs that was left in the car mm-hmm. and he locked the keys in the car. And so he goes <laughs> downstairs and I lived in this, you know, you know, two two bedroom uh, two-bath condo was awesome. Loved it. It was my last condo when I lived in Orlando in Baldwin Park. And in a one-car garage, and he's in my parking spot. And he's like, dude, you know, and I walk him down. And he's like, oh, my God, where are my keys? Where are my keys? And he had to coax one of the dogs. Got to be Pharaoh. To open the car door, to unlock the How car. How in the world did he do that? <laughs> and it happened. 
You know, I wish I could remember the whole. I like. I'm sitting here second guessing. Was I there? Did he tell me? Because I knew he was at my house, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I was there to watch it or not. But I know he coaxed the dog to push the button and unlock the door and unlock mm-hmm. the wow. door. It's one of my favorite dog stories, just in general, to tell. You know, I was like. You know what, Nate? He's like, yeah, cool, dude. That's cool. You know, thanks. Yeah, whatever. Thanks right. for opening the door, dog. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just expected. Anybody else is going to be freaking out, right? It's like hot outside, and you're like, Jesus, oh my god. So, um, so that's tough. You know, that's really tough. You know, so. And they appreciate all the condolences and everything everybody's been giving them online. Like they've read all the messages. If they replied or didn't reply, they read them. They appreciate it, and they posted it in the two first chat too. So when you know we were moving our stuff here to Sacramento, um, um, uh, Edie, remember Edie, Edie, the two pier, she passed. Oh, okay, yeah. She used I to do. make Steve and I the pillows. She made us pillows, right? Yeah. Yes. I and I again, my memory's going. I don't know what's wrong with me. I should probably get checked, but I believe Edie's the one that gave us this little yard monument for. She Allie, did. Right? That is her. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a heart. Yep. And so you know, Rach packed up the house in Atlanta, which we just sold. Um, which my soul is scratched. I don't want to talk about it. And uh, she she left it behind, and I wanted oh. that. You know, I wanted that. So we had our friend Zoe go over last minute uh-huh, and grab it and grab it. Mm-hmm. So it just got to the house. Oh, that's good. So I got to find a place at the new house, which we have zero yard, mm-hmm. right? Right. So we're gonna have to find a place in the new house to put that. But we left Allie's ashes behind. Yeah, I remember I saw you post that online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, you know, I had built uh, what we called the puppy party patio, mm-hmm. and it was this little deck, mm-hmm. and had a little ramp, and then I put the cushion up there, and they kind of used it, then they kind of did it. But anyway, it was in the backyard. I, I, I painted it the same color as the stain on the fence mm-hmm. and stuff. It was neat, right? It was neat. It was a project for me to do for no reason whatsoever. I had extra two by fours and stuff that I used, sure. and so uh, I was. As we were getting ready to move here to Sacramento, I was looking through, you know, packing up stuff, looking at stuff. And I was like, you know, I still have her ashes. What do I do with her ashes? Mm-hmm. Do I bring them? You know, like, what do you do with ashes of, a, you know, a dog, a cat, a person? You know, like, how long do you hold on to them for? Keep Be- forever. Well, because the idea, You're right? supposed to go sprinkle them somewhere. Right. Isn't that the idea of That's getting- That's what I thought. You get the ashes. They'll sit there for a minute until you go decide where you're going to sprinkle them, depending on the person's request or just what you know of them that you want to go sprinkle Yeah, but what ashes. about the animal? Where are you going to sprinkle animals' ashes that's special? He had a whole yard to sprinkle them in. Right. Where are you going to sell that yard to somebody else? Yes, well, that was that dog's <sighs> yard first. Yeah, so that, right. So that, that was the mindset with Allie was that, you know, this is where we did our peepees. Mm-hmm. This is where we did our potties. This was her yard. This is what she loved. This Where is she probably spends the majority of her life too, right? Uh, for the most part, yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. So I we you know lifted up. I lifted up the little puppy party patio mm-hmm. at a little ceremony, and I put the ashes in there. So Allie will always stay there. But then again, the you know sentimental side of me is going. Somebody else owns my house. Yes, and that pisses me off. You know, and Allie stayed behind, mm-hmm. and that pisses me off. Maybe like when them. I think about my house in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I no longer own it, and I no longer can look through the cameras and see what's, what's going on. It you have no idea how much it fucking drives me insane. Yeah, it's like somebody banging your ex girlfriend in front of you. Yes, right, kind mm-hmm. of. 
Kinda, because yeah. you can't really see it. Yeah. Right. You just know what's happening. But in yes. your head. Yeah. It's like, like you can hear it. Like I'm walking around on a daily basis in my head and I'm getting into my own head and I'm like, oh my God, they just put a hole in the wall. Yep. Oh my God, they just repainted. Oh my God, they made a comment about something that I did. And you're so OCD. Uh-uh. I know you keep picking up your phone, probably like, I can't click on the cameras off my phone. <laughs> if I had a nickel in the past three weeks, how many times I've done how many times I've done that, I'd be rich. <laughs> I know. Right. You're absolutely right. I so. know. You know, I I just wanted the 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 people that bought the house to like reach out to me and just say, hey, it's in good hands. I'm gonna take care of it. Like an open adoption. <laughs> <laughs> you want little updates? Well, you know, truth be told, I told Rach, you know, the the whole thing didn't work out the way that I thought it was gonna work out. I thought it was gonna sell like you know that, and because of the market and because it's a unique house, it did not sell like that. So mm-hmm. one, we didn't get the money that we wanted for it, um, but two. There wasn't a, you know, beggars couldn't be, can't be choosers kind of thing. So the, I I was going to interview people. Like I, here, here's, here's in my head what I expect. I expect, you know, cause remember just a year ago, it was, you know, people are paying 40, $50,000 <laughs> over what a house was worth. Cash over appraisal. Yep. If not more. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm thinking that's still, and just, I don't know why. So I was like, well, if we're going to have so many offers, things are going to be gone in an hour. I go, I want to talk to each and every person. I want to meet with them. Are so crazy. And if I don't if I don't think they're good for my house, then I'm not going to sell it to them because <laughs> I will have the options. You know, in a year ago, I could have done that. Yes, you could have. I could have done that. I could have picked and choose. But in this case, I couldn't pick and choose because it was getting down to the point where I was like, okay, this is getting out of hand. I'm out of money. Right. Exactly. You know, we just need to unload this thing. <laughs> but when I go back, like I'm thinking about going back early next year and uh, and and visiting some friends and and doing a, a pop up podcast and pours that I posted on um, social media uh, well today I guess and so I, I'm going to have to drive by it and driving by a property a house that you've done so much to and loved and raised your kid I mean mm-hmm. that house was the best house right to me it was just the best and a lot of people have great stories about that house we've already done that that bit but you know to drive by and see any changes. That they've done. It's just going to drive you even more oh crazy. Oh, my God. Like, I wouldn't doubt if I stopped, knocked on the door, and said, hey, you know, I'm the old owner. Do you mind if I walk around? <laughs> oh, my God. Right. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> I did that with my childhood home. See, I would like to do that one day with my childhood home, but I think it'd be weird to do. With a childhood home, I think the person living there may be more susceptible to say, yeah, sure, come in. But somebody who you just sold a house to, I'd be like, Get off my doorstep. Right. This feels creepy. You know, three weeks ago, you just bought this. Hand. Right. Hey, no. I just want to walk around. <laughs> no. no. Oh, my God. I agree. That's a little weird. No, not at all. <laughs> but my childhood home, so in Severna Park, Maryland, it's a, it's a unique home, large piece of land. It's it's the, the value of this thing is, is crazy for what it was in the 80s, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's on the water. So uh, if you live on the water, the water side of the house is the front yard. That's kind of the rule. That's okay. what the, you know. That's just the the rule across the board. Um, and then so the backyard, which is technically the front yard, if to normal people, yeah, you know, you have a detached garage and a shed, but it's a distance from the road to the front door, probably about a football field's length. Okay, I mean it is a large right. distance. Sure, it is a large distance. So <clears throat> there's um, now they have like a circular driveway. So they have two entrances. When I lived there, there's only one entrance. So you can look in and then there's a, you know an iron gate and, and whatnot. So, I mean, they'll see you coming. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I mean, this was years and years, probably like 20 years ago. 
And I walked up, and I'm just walking, and it felt like forever that I got to the front door. You know, and I knock on the front door. I'm like, hi, my name's Jason Bailey, and I lived here as a kid. Do you mind if I walk around? And they were just like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but they've done so many things to this house. If you if you want to look it up, you can find it online. It's uh, 709 Dividing Road, Severna Park, Maryland. 709 Dividing Road, Severna Park, Maryland. They've that what you'll see in the pictures, it was nothing like that when I lived there. Like this house was built back in the Civil War days. Like it's got like steel in the house, like in the basement. It's got uh, had an old furnace, like a huge old furnace. The size of the basement and the size of the attic were the same sizes of the floor. You, like you could literally walk around and live. So they've opened both of those up to make it like a four story house. Uh, the renovations that they've done for that house are tremendous. But I did that. I went and walked around, and they were cool with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A childhood home, if somebody knocked on my door and told me that, I'd probably still look at them, make sure they weren't creepy. But if I thought right. they weren't lying, I probably would let them come in and see, oh, this house is beautiful. Like they have like a a, a, a Manson shirt on or something. <laughs> right. Mm, no. <laughs> Some anti-whatever shirt on. Thank you. A little busy. Yeah, yeah can't go. Isn't that a cool house? Yeah. Like I'm trying to like, I don't even know what you're looking I'm at. I'm looking at the wrong. Yeah, you're, you're, I don't know where you're at. That's not the house. Anyway, so um, is this not it? <clears throat> huh? Is that that back there? Uh, no, seven oh nine Dividing Road, Severna Park, Maryland. Right? That's what you said. Yeah. Well, I knew you were at seven oh five. I could tell. Sure. Actually, this you know, is it right here. When I pull up seven oh nine. Yeah, that's it. This is the house. Yeah, that's it. We put that pool in. Really? Mm-hmm. We put that pool in. This in house the, is nice. In the eighties, yeah. Well, again, it didn't look like that when I lived there. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, so you, go, you know, even when I look at the pictures, I'm like. Oh, you guys did a really good job. Or right, right on the water. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, open up to the Chesapeake Bay. Beautiful. Like we'll take the boat in the backyard and go across uh, uh, across the way and mm-hmm. get steamed crabs and then come back and eat them. Is this the house where you um, had the reef hanging out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, because yeah, yeah, this yeah. house looks just like that. Yeah, so this would you, be the one. If, okay, so if you look at the front of the house. Uh-huh. And, right uh, here? No, that's towards the water. Okay. Yeah, that's where we have to put the razor blades and the wreaths. Dang. Oh, my God. So we got to cut the neighbors because they were bad people. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so um, back to Nate. So we wish Nate uh, love and support yeah. and all that good stuff. And like Nikki said, make sure you post that on social media. All right, so I got sent um, from the good to the bad, right? Mm. So I got sent the uh, a, a screenshot. Uh, <laughs> I actually had two people send me the screenshot. So- huh? I just... Why? You know, you know what I mean? I know you're upset by it, but aren't you the aren't you the winner out of all of this? You don't even know what I'm going to say. I I will bet money. What are you going to bet? That you're going to talk about a former coworker of yours and the shit that he's talked about you uh, without naming you in a thread. Yeah. 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 Did you see the post? Uh-huh. Because I think somebody posted it. They're like, I think this is it. Yeah. I've gone through, like, I went through the thread and looked at the, the handful of times where he obviously talks shit about you. Yeah, so what's the big deal? I just mean, like, you aren't you bigger and better than him? No, well, yeah, but what are you talking about as far as talking just, about it? Yeah, about let's talking deal. about it. Yeah. No, I don't subscribe to that type of radio. Oh. I subscribe to honest radio and addressing things. Okay. So I guess we just come from different worlds. Uh, I don't have a problem calling people out in their bullshit uh, when I feel like they need to be called out. <laughs> you just obviously subscribe to the hide behind the curtain and pretend like, and, 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 and do the old, I'm better than that. There's no reason to talk about it. Fuck that, dude. People should be held accountable for their fucking lies. I think you just called me a pussy. I did. 
basically. <laughs> That's exactly what I fucking did. So, you know, um, back in Atlanta, you know, we worked at uh, the Rock Station, which is no longer in existence. And um, and, th- and that's fine. You know, like it is what it is. Like nobody at that station works there anymore. And so the dude that uh, was the program director, this guy, Andy, he, you know, he comes in and, you know, he gets a lot of blame for dismantling and just fucking everything up. And, you know, and now, truth be told, he shouldn't get 100 percent of the blame, but definitely he gets a lot of the blame because he was. He was the puppet master to the market manager who fucking hated him. They hated each other from day one uh, because they would both get drunk at night and, and, and get in arguments. They text each other or they, you know, one of them would text me. So uh, anyway, um, it is what it is. You know, I've moved on. Dude, actually, to your point, I, I have moved on. Mm-hmm. Right? I haven't brought any of this stuff up, really. I mean, I don't even, you know, trash Steve anymore for the most part. In fact, you said, like, nice things about him, honestly. <laughs> So, I mean, but if it comes up and it's the truth, it's the truth. But what, the thing that bothers me is when when somebody like Andy tries to tries to lie to cover their own ass. So he just gets a new job at, this is all back in Atlanta stuff. So he gets a new job at this radio station called The River. The River is very dominant in ratings. They have a huge signal. They point in the right direction. You have to take into consideration, like, that's a 100,000 watt signal right the most that a radio station can have mm-hmm. and it it covers the right people they're a jukebox they play a lot of music they know their audience they always have great ratings i mean for the nine ten years that i was in atlanta they were always very dominant outside of morning drive for a good stretch when we were dominant mm-hmm. personality beat them so you don't really have to do much and the guy that was there before i never knew him but he's old atlanta radio and he was at 99x and all that stuff you know, it's all very incestual in that city. And so he got to a point, you know, when they brought 99X back, is that he was fucking over it. Like, he was like, I'm going back because everybody wants to live in their heyday in Atlanta. He's like, I'm going back. Now, they had planned, which I found out later, this night, and I kind of had an idea. When they brought it back to the HD2, they were prepping it to take over for Rock. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I asked numerous times, I tried to tell Steve that. He didn't want to believe me. I'm like... And this was years before it happened, like two to three years before it happened. And so, you know, when it happened, it didn't shock me because I was like, you know, I, I hate to say this, but I saw it coming. And so um, anyway, Andy was part of that. Steve was not. Steve was part of the 96 Rock guys. So, so he was like the, the enemy. So he wasn't a part of the plan. <laughs> and, and, and so Andy comes in thinking that he's going to relive this heyday and, and be the thing. Now, truth be told, and I've told this story before, um, and this is not this is this is factual. I mean, this is this ask ask people. It's factual. He when I came to Atlanta, he wanted the morning show job. Him and Steve wanted to work together. But they hired me over him. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, simply because I'm better and he sucks. And so so they hired me and he said, Well, look, I'm either gonna quit or move me somewhere else. Mm-hmm. They moved him to Cincinnati, gave him a cushy gig up there, gave him, you know, his PD stripe so he can become something. And then when they started putting all this together, they brought him back. Um, and he'd always won at my chair. So he, I mean, like, again, to his to his credit, it's a seven, eight-year receipt. Like, he finally got my chair. But as Nikki will tell you, because they kept her for a minute, uh, he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. You know, right? I mean, he had no clue. 
Yeah, it wasn't as easy as they thought being in morning drive was going to be at all. Right. Sure. I mean, they were going in going, you know, you were trying to do, you know, producer stuff and give them, and they're like, ah, we don't need that. We're too good. We can just bullshit and talk about stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you were just like, what are you, what? I mean, you'd call me and be like, what the fuck are these guys doing? You know? So, um, so anyway, the post is, is that he, somebody, somebody was beating him up for going to the river. He gets hired to the river. Mm-hmm. And the other guy leaves. Because he wanted to get paid more money. Because they don't pay much over there. So right. I think he's making like a hundred k, and then they're always bonus, and they'll make like twenty, thirty thousand dollars in bonuses. Sure. Well, or Andy was like, uh, "Yeah, that's fine. I'll I'll take that." So he goes in there and and he gets the gig. Great, fucking do your thing, dude. But if people are going to beat you up because they still miss our show and they miss the old radio station, you've been doing this long enough, bro, to know that you have to have a thicker skin than to kind of pawn it off on somebody else. Mm-hmm. But this post was like something to the effect of uh, this guy was beating him up, and he goes, um, he's like, yeah, well, some people didn't want to be there, and they made it all about themselves. Referring to me, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm the last person on that fucking show that made it about me. Like, do you know who I worked with? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, Really? I'm the guy that made it about me. I was in your office trying to do things for the show in general. I was offering support. I was trying to come up with ideas for the show and the station. And you always pushed me away. Right. So don't fucking say that shit to cover your own ass. I hate that. You know, because he's trying to win over a new audience because he's terrified. Yeah, and there's not like there's other ways to win that audience. And, and the problem that he's got right now is he's going into a situation where the only place he can go is down. You know, oh right, because they're already just a premier, they're a premier level. Yeah, it's not like you could build like Steve and I built. Right, you always want to come from low to high because right. there's less of a chance of you failing, and if you do fail, you can recover faster. It's like there's no expectations. Right, you know, it's like what the fuck. I'll agree with that. There's no expectations, so he's in a situation, uh, and his boss, who I know, hired him because you know she's she doesn't want to deal with anybody that wants to. She doesn't want to deal with a me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve tried to get the job. She didn't want to deal with the him, you know, even though he lied too when he went to, you know, talk to him and saying what right. he did. Well, everybody lies. That's well, all lies. I don't understand why everybody needs to lie about the silliest of shit, right? No, it's not. I, I don't even understand why this is even still a conversation. Like, why does anybody got to talk about anything? Like, at this point, we've all moved past it, moved forward. He did say in the post, we moved on. We're happy. You moved on. You're happy. Like, I think everybody needs to, like, no longer let this be a discussion of the topic. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. You're Why? Mi- you're missing the point, is that there are still people that appreciate what we did. You don't want that to die. You don't want those people mm-hmm. to just go away and say, hey, it's over. It's done. If there's fans still of what we did, you want you, – you, you, we have that's, that's like the ultimate flattery in this business mm-hmm. is to years after – to still have people talk about what you did and no, accomplish. I'm talking about what you're upset about. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Not what what somebody said about liking our show or appreciating us. Oh, you're talking it. about Andy lying. Right. Oh, well, you know, that's what liar liars got to lie, right? Liars gonna lie. Don't have to though. Like people can just move forward. Leave the lies out. Leave whatever out. Just move forward in life. There are some people that have problems. Well, I guess. So. And they've got to lie. <laughs> they have to lie. They have to fib. And Andy's- well, because the truth doesn't back up their their play right well you also want to cover your ass because you want to be the good guy you know if you've got people that are looking for a home and they they want to um they they want to find something to listen to but they don't like you and he's got a lot of because he's not good on the air 
Well, and like the dumb move is the dumb move is referencing you even veiled. Like the smart move is to pivot, find a better response to them, and act like you never existed. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about right there. Like, leave all the extras out. You don't have to point a finger at this a person or that a person is. Hey, I'm here. This is what I'm doing. Listen to me. Like pretty much what we did when we came here. We're here. We knew. We we're new. We understand you guys right. had somebody else's show that you like. Just give us a listen. Yeah. Give us an opportunity. Check us out. That's all you have to do. Unfortunately, we weren't in control of the way that hirings and firings were done. Exactly. It's not like we had any ulterior motives. It's so funny to listen to you guys say that when you both, especially you, Nikki, are such marks for reality television, and the only reason you watch is for the <laughs> drama. Yeah. But in real life, it's it's a different story. So in, in real life, it, it, you know, that's not the case. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that I like to watch drama. I don't need to be a be part in of drama. drama, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but this has nothing to do with you. No, I know, but it you, really doesn't have much to do with I her. Know, but you're no. you're my buddy. Oh, well, thanks. You know, you know what I mean? So looking like, out for me. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, know like, what I mean, I can still do this podcast. You guys don't. I can record it. No, That's no, no, fine. No, no, no. You guys you don't want to participate. Mean? That's fine. No, I have no a, problem with that. It's not a not want to participate thing. It's a just leave my friend's name out your mouth. Oh, that's a that's a Will Smith thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was saying that before. Will Leave Smith. my friend's fucking name out of your fucking mouth. Oh, fucking name out. Of my well, I promise you, that dude's not going to slap you. I, gu- I guarantee it. Then comes the slap. No, Nelson's going to do the slap. No, this is the same guy. This is the same guy that oh, asked yeah, me one day. Yeah. He asked me one day, "Do you think you'd be able to control Bailey?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I go, "What?" Yeah. So at the time, the, at the time there was a changeover of personnel. And so I it was, was when in- Brandy got fired. Oh, okay. And then we found out Nate was leaving. <laughs> and they gave me marching orders to find new producers. Uh-huh. So I was trying to be this team player and I was, you know, kind of buying into it and I went to morning show boot camp and I'm interviewing people and I'm reporting back and you know, I could just see all the bullshit 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 bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why I teed up, you know, people that I knew. Sure. I had Nelson, uh, I had a buddy of mine, Tuttle, and there was somebody else that I had because I wanted to see how the interview process mm-hmm. was going to go. And all three of them reported back to me, this dumb fucker, got, like, trashes me yeah. to these people. Even told one of them, I don't think it was you, that, yeah, like, we're not expecting the show to last. That but, he did not tell me that part. Yeah, he told no. that to one somebody else. No, but I've, immediately after I get done and he's like, oh, well, you know, he needs to be reined in. <laughs> I was told you needed to be reined in. Could I control you? And, of course, I want to hear what the rest of these saying. So I go, you know what? I've, I've, I've known Bailey long enough that, that I know that I can get through to him and I can I can be the, the force that you need to be. And as soon as click, I mean, as soon as end happens and you see uh, time of call, I'm you know this guy hates you, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not taking this job. This guy obviously doesn't want you there anymore. Yeah. I mean, he was brought in to be an ax man. Yeah. I mean, fits fitting, right? <laughs> I mean, he, he was brought in to, to be that guy. And then it was so funny when he got blown out because I didn't see that one coming. I was like, you know, I saw the Steve one coming. I knew that because the market manager told me he was going to fire him. Mm-hmm. And I said it in the paper and it happened the month that I said it was going to happen. <laughs> uh, it was only a matter of time before the market manager got blown out because he was, you know, I'm sure had enough ladies complain about him and the things that he did. Uh, just like here in Sacramento, there's a stack of sheets against him. Uh, but he'll get another job in radio because that's how radio works. Radio, oh, yeah. radio hires the the, the the weak and untalented, and that's just what they do. It's well, the, hell, the guy who, who was convicted civilly of groping Taylor Swift got a job in radio still. So it's like, yeah, I don't know if I believe that one, though. It doesn't matter. It's still the, the I know. pub. 
You want to talk about no pub is bad pub. That was bad pub. Yeah, I know. But did you? What side were you on, man? Radio or Swifty? I stopped touching people because of him. Did you really? Yes. I stopped touching people. When that, people came in for interviews, you kept your hands to yourself. I don't touch yourself. anybody. Have you ever noticed? Yeah. Like, look at me the next time I take a picture with a listener. There's a hover move. I have a hover move that makes it look like my arm's around you, but I keep six inches off, and I always make sure that it's known that my hand is up here. Oh, so they can see it. That's smart. I do a hover move, man. I don't know the guy. I know he was, in, he was in Denver. I think he's back on the air, and he goes by a different name. Yeah, he changed his name. He was down in Columbia, Missouri. That was his first gig he picked up. I don't know where he's at now. So... He, uh, I just, we radio people can do some really stupid stuff, but I just find it real, really hard to believe because he's not a young kid. Uh -uh. He's a veteran. He was a veteran, you know, when this happened, Mm -hmm. that he would purposely put his job in jeopardy to put his hand on Taylor Swift's skirt or upper skirt. Yeah. I don't, I just can't believe it. That to me is a threes company accident. Something went wrong. Something happened that made like he could not dig his way out of it. Like I just find I just can't believe it. At the time, I only had a mustache, and I looked in the mirror one day and I said, "If anybody comes and and says that Nelson touched me, they're going to look at me and whoever said it, and they're going to believe them." Look, so I immediately became the guy who doesn't touch people. Let me tell you something. I I I, I might have told this story once, and maybe and there's a good chance I've never told this story. Um, because it's hard to tell because mm-hmm. I don't want to tell it and hear and have people hear it a different way. Sure. So it's very important if you're listening and you're going to listen that you follow along regarding stuff like that. Sure. I don't know how we got from Andy to this, but fine. We're done with Andy. Fuck you, dude. Anyway. So, um, this was years ago in Orlando and it was for universal studios and it was for, uh, I don't think it was Halloween Hard Night. It was for some. It was for some event. It was you know like we had a. They would give us these VIP tours, the media, and it was me, um, a buddy of mine, Drew Garabo, who does afternoons in Tampa at the Bone, and this other guy, Chad Pitt, who does mornings back in Orlando now. I think at the Magic Station or something, and he had brought a very flamboyant group of fellas with him. And I was with my girlfriend at the time, this girl Lisa I was dating, and I was I was I was a drinker, but not a big drinker. You guys know me. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I was you know, and especially stuff like this. And I remember that night I was really tired, and so I was going to dip out early anyway. And I told my girlfriend at the time, I was like, "Let's just go for a little bit. We'll save face, and then we'll leave." So in order to enjoy it, so we had a beer. Mm-hmm. We each had a beer, and they you know at the Universal Studios they give you a you know really big cup of beer. So I, I, when it was all said and done, I maybe drank half of it. Sure. And so we left early and we said, thank you. And the lady that was the tour guide was very nice. She was a huge Drew Garabo fan, huge Drew Garabo fan. I don't even think she knew who the fuck I was. <laughs> right. And, but she loved Drew and she, I think also was a fan of Chad Pitts. Okay. Cause he was at XL 106.7 at the time, the station I started in Orlando. So I leave. This was a Friday. I enjoy my weekend. Um, I believe I was doing nights uh, on on JRR, the the rock station. And I wake. I get woken up Monday morning by all the bosses in one room, mm-hmm. and they say, uh, "Buckethead, you know what I went by? Uh, hey man, uh, tell us uh, about Friday at Universal Studios." I said, "What about 
Yeah, like like I didn't know what to say. I go, what about it? I mean, I went and uh, I thought I was in trouble because I left early. Oh, okay. So I said, <laughs> I go, yeah, I, I left early, but I was tired. You know, um, so I'm sorry if I wasn't supposed to do that, but I, I did. I did leave early. And they're like, we don't care about that. We want to know what happened with the tour guide. I said, and I remembered her name. I was like, blah blah blah. I go, I, I don't think anything happened to her. I mean, she was with us the whole time. Why? Like, still, I wasn't understanding what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Go, well. She had said that you groped her breast. Whoa. Oh. Now, the lady that was like kind of in charge of marketing at the time, this woman, Jennifer, uh, like we were kind of this and that. But so she was the one, it was told, it got back to her, and she was the one that complained. Uh-huh. And I said, I'm coming into work right now. So I got dressed and I bolted into the radio station and I said, What the fuck is going on? So I see the email that was sent from this woman in marketing who had all for years had a great relationship with Mm -hmm. and it was accusing me and even use some very very aggressive non-male friendly language of what i did because i was belligerently drunk that night and i'm like no 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 so i had to you know now i'm defending myself which you already look guilty as soon as you go to defend so i'm getting like as many people as possible like I, i i think so anyway, it, it finally came out, like, sure, I think even that day, the lady messed up me and Chad Pitt. And, oh. And so, but it wasn't Chad that did it. It was one of these guys that was with him. Right. That was belligerently drunk and brushed up against her breast or something like that. So I was like, okay, so now what happens? Like, where's my fucking apology? Right. Exactly. They, did they not apologize after the, accusing you of that? Still to this day, no apology. From anybody. From anybody. Wow. Wow. And then what's that do with that relationship you have with that marketing person then? At that oh, point? I was furious. I, I never talked to her again. Right. I mean, I would be cordial. I'd see her out. I'd give her the head nod, but I would never talk to oh, her. Oh, my God. Ever. I just, I was so, like, I work, didn't say anything. Nobody said anything. It was just, you know, and that's how kind of radio works. They they accuse. Yep. They assume they accuse. I was furious. I love it. I never, ever, ever got over that, mm. you know. So I gotta be careful. You do, and 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 because of that, when I don't, when you guys don't see me, you know, like a lot of radio dudes getting trashed out in public, mm-hmm. that's the reason. That solely is the reason why I don't do that. Smart. I saw that happen to another one of our um, radio compadres back in Atlanta, but I've I've never gone out and drunk a lot and did all that anyway, and definitely not while working. But it can get you in trouble. Yeah. Well, you're a victim of circumstance. Yeah. You know, I mean, if if you're if they see, they think mm-hmm. perception becomes reality. Yep. And mm-hmm. you've got to defend. And when you defend, you're guilty. guilty. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's it's a rabbit hole that you go down and it's a shitty fucking rabbit hole. Yep. Let me and tell other you. people that didn't have anything to do with it go down with you because that's, again, what happened to our friend back in Atlanta. And she's out here now in California, and she's bounced back, but something that she didn't, wasn't even really a part of, she went down with the ship because somebody else was drunk. Who's that? Corey. Corey. You know her in the whole um, thing. Oh, with, yeah, with yeah. Caddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. yeah. drunk. Yeah, he fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that can happen. That's, wow. So, to have someone else take down your career is really maddening. I know. Wait till you watch what I do to your alls. I want to tank it. I want to do something silly and stupid. If I haven't screwed my career up yet. I don't know how you could. <laughs> I mean, watch the pro. You know what I mean? I'm watch, a- watch the pro. They don't call me the Titanic for no reason. Oh my god! I get you. So, but like you know, when I go to the casino, I feel I'll drink there. You know, I'm going to Vegas this mm-hmm. weekend. I'll drink in Vegas. Yeah, but you're on your own time. 
right? not working. But I'm not around people that mm-hmm. would see or say yep. something. Right. You know. But I, you know, I'm going to Shine Down in Papa Roach Friday night in Vegas. I'm going. That's what we're going out there for. I won't be belligerent. You know, well, I don't get belligerent. That's what I say. You sure. don't get belligerent anyway. I've never seen you drunk, as long as I've known you. Right. But I won't get drunk around them because I know. Right. Right. And it's kind of business. It's kind mm-hmm. of work. So you go back there. You say hi. You take the pictures. You hang for a little bit. Blah blah blah. You have you know this and this and that. How you been? Good to see you again. Blah 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 blah. Hey, give me a call. Da, 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 da. Then you go to the. Then that's when Rach and I get stupid. <laughs> we go back to Caesars <laughs> and we start you know gambling our money and you get our you know you get your free drinks right in Vegas. Oh yeah, that's when you get wild. That's you know that's when you know because you want that you're like okay let's pretend like we just met. You know you want the <laughs> you want the sexy time going up there. So, is there anything you guys want me to bring you back from Vegas? Because when you're bringing back someone? No. Because we're going shopping on Saturday. I gotta go find those jeans. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. God. I gotta find I can't find jeans anywhere, dude. So I gotta go find jeans. Nothing you want? You should have seen this man when he thought that his jean brand got relegated to a Walmart brand. He was gonna burn the jeans he had. Exactly, which is crazy. Okay, can I just say something? Because I've not addressed this. Uh-huh. Uh and we have not brought that up because it makes me look bad. Look mm-hmm. makes me look bougie. Mm-hmm. I've 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 adjusted. I've oh. changed my ways. You're um, not going to buy them at Walmart? It, they don't have them, but if they do, I'd still buy them. No, you wouldn't. You're I just would. saying that to save no, face now. I don't, I don't believe 30 you. seconds after this is recorded, cut that out. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Time no, check. No, he no, already knows. God, hand to God. <laughs> if I could find them at Walmart, I would buy them at Walmart. If they were the same gene. Got to be same quality. Same quality. Sometimes yes. they get a, a shittier quality like a Kohl's and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I am so desperate to find these William Rass jeans. Even some of the two peers have posted places to find them. I've seen those posts. On Poshmark, which I, I can't. But are they used? Yes, they're used. No. I, I can't do the used jeans. Thank no, no, you, no, though. No. I can't but. put my balls into somebody else's ball hammock. Then. Right. Yeah, yeah, certain things you don't wear used, and pants is one of them. And people who like fancy jeans often go commando. You're just more likely to go commando. Mm-mm. I can't do butthole the other person butthole. That's just not going to happen. Nope. So, all right. Got to keep the butthole separate. Well, we got to finish this up because we got to go. You got to get sliced open. Meet with the boss, and I got to go get surgery uh, for my last dermatology visit. And we'll go into the boss's office and see how awesome life is. Can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. Feeling a <coughs> feeling a fever coming on. I don't, I don't know, know if I should be. I was trying. I was going to see if I could push this podcast for do two hours today, so <laughs> <laughs> I could get out and Sorry, go. I got to run out. Got go, surgery. Got surgery and have an excuse. Whoops. So anyway. All right, Nikki, you got anything before we get out? No more drama in my life. No more drama. You're the Mrs. Uh, queen of vague booking. You vague booked something the other day. It was like something about you don't call, you don't text, so that's why I don't know or something like that. <laughs> What'd you say? Not what I what did you say? I don't know what you're talking about. The last thing I even uh, posted oh. was that. I don't care what people say. I just watch what people do. That wasn't a vague book. That was a oh, that was a vague. That was a vague book. Oh. I even Bull thought it when I saw one, it. I pay attention to what's going on. Man, you fucking all. lie. You steal Bull what you've been stealing. News. Fucking shit. News. There is no way that you would have posted that unless something happened to you. Nothing happened to me. Bullshit. Nope. I'll call bullshit on that too. Call what you want to call. So why I'm did you post free. it? What made you post it? Uh, what happened? Maybe something that I saw, and I just wanted oh, to put it out trying there. Trying to make it up on the spot? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. What had happened was. What had happened was. <laughs> you know DeAndre? <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> but before he died, you know what DeAndre said? What he said? He said something that I don't want to repeat. Mm. <laughs> I just watch his actions. So I just vague book. <laughs> I vague book. DeAndre dead, though. <laughs> he died. You know how he died? 
How you doing? He talked too much. <laughs> 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 All right, Nelson, you got anything? Yeah, you know what? Keep my people's names out your motherfucking mouth. There Ooh. you go. I like it. Mic drop. All right, uh, if you want to join the private two-peer group, just search for the BS Two Peers on Facebook. Give us a like, share, follow on social media. Listen to the BS, please. Uh, Andy, man up. Stop being a fuck. Uh, and leave me alone. Stop bullying me, please. Mm-hmm. Stop bullying me. And for everybody else, oh, at The Bailey Show on YouTube, our channel, please subscribe. Look, uh, until next week, uh, have a good, great, and safe one. We'll talk to you then. And bye! Get off my lawn! It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. TheBaileyShow.com Now, get out of here!